I'm Jonathan Hayes of the St. Louis Battlehawks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is the week of February 27th, 2022, on the road to kickoff 2023. This is For the Love of Football, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Allie. And I'm Bryant. It's official. The XFL and the NFL have announced a partnership that will see both leagues work together in an effort to innovate and grow the game of football. This is episode 210 we're talking about the petri dish bryant we are 50 weeks from kickoff and the xfl has now been designated a innovation ground an experimental ground for the nfl people have been calling it for months it's now official we kind of didn't want to believe it but we kind of saw it coming at the same time lots to talk about today biggest news yet on this long road so you're telling me, so I'll make sure this is on because I want everyone to hear this. Okay. You're telling me that this isn't an announcement of an announcement. This isn't an announcement that we might work together. Like this is. No, news. no, no. They're working together. No, both, both parties announced and, and confirmed. Working we're together. not talking about possibly working together. No, 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 no. Working together. Working it's together. Happening. This isn't like the CFL deal. No, this is actually partnered and aligned it's an alignment if you will between the xfl and the nfl we'll break <laughs> down so all the details but it's exciting it's interesting and i i did th- i well we'll get into our initial reactions actually in a second i don't want to give anything out, uh, out early let's just get into it let's have fun today big show recording it earlier than usual uh but Maybe we should have recorded later than usual last week. I don't know. <laughs> lots, lots of lots <laughs> to catch up on in just a few days since we did uh, last episode, Brian. But real quick, 724-5654-XFL is the XFL fan line. Call, text, leave a voicemail, be a part of the show there. And, of course, at XFL Show on Twitter and all social media if you want to interact there. And boy, oh, boy. Are people going to start interacting now that the XFL is aligned with the NFL? This is as big and broad as it possibly could be for the league, I think, going into next year's kickoff. What exactly does it all mean? What What do you feel when you hear the XFL is aligned and working with the NFL, too? We want to get those reactions, so keep them flooding in. In the meantime, we're going to put together a bust-ass show to give you all the information and everything announced this week, this big week on the road to 2023. We are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You could go to prettyeasypodcast.com to get your own podcast started today. And you, they're the best because not only are they producers and editors, they're friends. Because only a friend would, in the cold, dark, middle of the night, accept a text or phone call or email and respond to it when you say, we got to do a show earlier than normal this week. And they'd say, we're in. Pretty Easy Podcast will do that for you. They'll work with you on your schedule. That's the beauty of it. And, of course, all the help you get with all the stuff maybe you don't want to learn, like editing audio and whatnot. 
Go to prettyeasypodcast.com. Get your podcast sounding great. Have fun doing it today. Because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. So easy that I didn't have to ask them to spell Petri because I don't know how. It's P-E-T-R-I, I think. No, I know it, it is. I, I just don't know it. Like You didn't? Ask me in a month. I'll be like, uh. I spelled busy wrong once in a spelling bee in school. Please, there's no Z in busy. Rudo, hard way, exactly. (laughs) All right, let's 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 get into the Dinkin and Duncan here. Uh, This is kind of a catch-all. A lot of people responding to the last episode. Uh, More than this was said, but I I pretty much took this the most to heart, Bryant. People said you couldn't have picked a worse time to release this episode, basically, for episode 209, uh, coming out literally a day before the XFL-NFL announcement was made. Our bad, I guess. Uh, Sorry. Our bad? How long have no. I been saying that I don't want an episode to age well? And oh, it finally happened. It's it kind of what happened. Brian... Actually, it's Brian's favorite episode of all time yes. now because it aged poorly a day it later. It aged poorly. It, it aged like like a like a bottle of wine in the sun. I <laughs> I like that. I even <laughs> on that particular episode, I do. Someone called it out and timestamp commented on XFL show on the YouTube Ooh, channel. Did they really? They said this one didn't age well, and it was. I'm pretty sure it was me saying just because the Rock was on the 50 yard line at the Super Bowl does well, not mean the XFL is working I, with the NFL, which is kind of true. It's but, still still true. Like you can't just say because he did that they you know there's other factors. True. He probably would have been there anyway. Hey, we need he someone to we need someone to do a Bruce Buffer kind of thing, but we don't want it to be the Buffers. Who else can we get? Someone who's buffer than both both buffer brothers combined. Exactly. Who's big, Who's <laughs> more buffer than buffer? <laughs> you don't get any buffer. So okay, yeah, it didn't age well, but we're happy about that. So happy about that. Biggest news yet, and oh my goodness, is it huge? And and I'm kind <laughs> if of you're, if you're ex- hampering. Sorry, if you're hampering on us because it didn't age well, you're not. You're missing the whole point of, of this whole thing. No, but I think people were also excited, happy about that too. It's just it's kind of a glow. We're all in it as XFL fans and as a USFL fan too, though, I am kind of bummed because we don't really get this week to sink our teeth into the draft that happened. We're going to talk about it here in just a minute, but not as much time as I initially thought we would, Brian, but it's a good thing because we're focused on the XFL and the NFL working to innovate the game together. And the initial reactions on social media were, I would say, mostly positive for the XFL when you consider where the XFL was at bankruptcy and now it's tied in with the NFL and it's not like an NFL Europe's developmental type situation it's a partnership where the XFL's going to have freedom to do what the XFL does and that's innovate that's why I'm excited and you see people like Ian Rappaport saying it's an open admission by the NFL that they're going to use XFL ideas moving forward whereas before they would use XFL ideas, but no credit was given really for things like Skycam and uh, access, more access to players and coaches. So it's uh, going to be really fascinating to see how the NFL treats the relationship, too, because obviously it's the NFL. They're real buttoned up and cautious with everything. But the XFL is going to be progressive and kind of afforded the opportunity to fly by the seat of their pants and do whatever they want it seems like we'll see what kind of reins are put in on the xfl now that they have a partner in crime 
when it comes to growing the game of football. That's what I'm most excited to see. And that's what I, I think the consensus on social media was. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, we'll just talk about social media because I think this whole episode is really going to be us breaking this down here in a little bit. But really on social media, you noticed fans wondering what this could be. A lot of people thinking, hey, what does this mean? What does it mean? I even asked, had people ask me what it meant. You know, I was at a birthday party and they go, what is this? Does this mean that they're going to share players? Is it going to be a minor league? You know, there's so many. We're, we're going to answer all those questions, at least are in our own opinion. But to get that. If you say XFL and NFL in the same sentence in a positive way, I mean, most of us sitting in this, you know, sitting in this talking about the XFL for the last two years didn't think that was going to be possible. It's it's really uh, it, it's crazy to think that this is where the XFL is going to be next year. A league kicking off and it's going to be, I guess, co-sponsored by the NFL. It's got the NFL stamp of approval as the other league. It's the official other league of the NFL. I Can we say that? I I mean, maybe uh, by the end of the show, we'll figure that out. Or I don't know. Or maybe something will be said. But the USFL doesn't have that, that uh, distinction, nor does any other league. And what does that mean for the long-term viability of the league? I think it bodes well when you're in with the NFL because they don't like to give up and cut losses too quickly either. They're going to try to make it work. I would hope so. Um, so that also bodes well. It's really, is it only good things? Maybe not. We'll have to dig for some negatives. And of course, we want to hear from you what you think of the NFL and the XFL working together. Because we have said in the past, the NFL working with the XFL, what does that mean? Well, maybe it could put a, a, the kibosh on the innovation and the fun that we all love about the XFL. It, is that going to happen now? Maybe not with some of the words Danny Garcia especially said, I think that we're going to get into in a little bit, Brian. But first, let's give the USFL its due. It did have a big week with its draft, and a lot of former XFL players were taken in this draft. And we also have to settle a bet because you're supposed to know at least 20 (laughs) players from that draft or else you lose. It's going to be part of this week's cover, too. So in case you missed it, the USFL, the United States Football League, held its draft Earlier this week on Tuesday and Wednesday, 30, what was it, 38 rounds of total nonstop draft action, all done on Twitter for the fans. And uh, I was following closely, Brian. We were sending tweets back and forth to each other. Uh, I didn't really put it out there, though, because I don't want you to Google players and pretend like you knew I them. said I wouldn't cheat. I said I would do this fairly. I said <laughs> yeah. that. Well, let's and, see how fairly you did it because some big names were taken off the board when you're, if you're an XFL fan, especially early in this draft. So who'd you notice? Do you have 20 players you recognize from this draft? No, I didn't have 20. I mean, from what I've seen, I don't have 20. I don't know if there is. I have to do a deep dive. I will say this about this entire draft process is Twitter, not the place, not the place to announce your draft picks. Not, not, no, don't do it. XFL. I mean, it's. I'll say this: it's great for uh, a podcaster like uh, you and I because when I'm getting ready for the show, then I can go to the USFL's uh, Twitter and have easy infographics to read when I'm breaking down uh, the draft and what I want to say about it. So that's good. But for fans, yeah, you're right. Not too entertaining. Not well, really it's, informative. It's not, it's, it's not even that. It's not entertaining. It's not. It, the problem becomes as a as a fan. It took me. 10, you know, 
10 scrolls of full page scrolls to get to like pick six because they, they throw images, they throw this, they throw a, a little summary of that person. And then, Oh look, it's, it's Big E and it's, it's, it's Terry oh, Bradshaw. Cool. And it's like, they got a bunch of awesome athletes and icons to do these announcements, but it wasn't a part of any kind of televised event. It was just on Twitter. Like if you give me an hour of a draft of draft coverage on an FS one and you have Bo Jackson and Terry Bradshaw and, Big E uh, and Jimmy Rollins in this thing. I'm going to watch, but they didn't do that. They did it on Twitter. Well, my problem with Twitter is that it, you're, you're, time. It, it's too, it's too messy. It's too yeah. messy to do it on Twitter because you have so much noise on Twitter. And especially with Twitter, not when it's algorithms, any social media platform and algorithms yeah. are not going to put those picks in order. So there's that as well. So you have to actually go to the page to see them in order, unless you change your settings, which it just becomes a mess. And then after the draft was over, the first round, I went to US. I'm sorry, I went to the USFL.com, and and I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything for a few hours. Yeah. And then finally, late at night, probably ten, eleven o'clock my time, which is West Coast time, I finally saw the um, the, the, the maybe, summary of the first round. Kind of. Maybe you should have gone to USFL2.com. Do you? Or, I was talking. No, I was thinking about this, Alan. Do you think someone was like, "Hey, can you guys get the the the, the USFL.com? He's like, "Yeah, we're on it." And he meant like the, and then like the USFL. Oh, and then someone's like, "We got it. We got the USFL.com." All right. Well, since Bryant doesn't know twenty players in this draft, and I definitely did, um, I think there's at least twenty XFL players in this draft. Well, I think, um, hold on. I, th- I think I should get another crack at this because I haven't looked at it all. I've, there's, I've been consumed with XFL, NFL news. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I have me, a list me, of let players. Let me look them all of them. Well, well okay, I have a list. Here, give me the list, and I'll tell you if I remember them. Honestly, honestly, I'll tell okay, you. Okay, here's, here's, here's Alan's players of note from the USFL draft, players I nope. recognize or am excited to see in the United States Football League. Quarterback, Michigan Panthers, Shea Patterson. Michigan guy, I know the name. Yeah, Ole Miss transferred to Michigan. Remember him? No, mm, not the Ole Miss the first part, overall right. pick. Yeah, yeah, and that's point. another thing too. I mean, he, he would have been Michigan's pick, whether Michigan picked first or eighth, but whatever, it's good. Tampa Bay Bandits took Jordan Tamu. That one I knew. That was the one I knew. Of course. Uh, shout out to the Battle Hawks. If you come back in twenty twenty three. Don't know you'll you'll be able to get your QB back, but maybe Heineke will be out there. Uh, Birmingham Stallions quarterback Alex Magoo. No relation to Mr. Magoo. Oh, see, that's what I was hoping, but I guess not. So, no. no. He was a Seahawks backup. Pete Carroll lauded him, loved him. Played for the Seahawks. Okay. Was on was in their camp, actually. I don't even know if he ever addressed. Uh, Kyle Lalletta. See, the name the just Pittsburgh sounds Mollers. familiar, but... Giants. How do you feel about that being your quarterback? Played for the Giants. He's Kyle Oletta, the, fir- the first starting quarterback in Pittsburgh in the post-Ben Roethlisberger era. Can you believe uh, it? Kind of. Who would have guessed it? Kind of. Kind of. Officially announced starter. <laughs> That's yeah. the, he's the first guy. Um, first all right, we'll run through team to start remember- for a team that is from Pittsburgh via Birmingham ever. Remember, uh, <laughs> remember Savon Walker? Yeah, that I remembered. He was part of our okay. uh, top five uh, defensive player of the year. S- sack leader of the XFL, drafted by the Michigan Panthers. Uh, what about James Folston Jr., Hilda Pitt? Mm-mm. No? 
He was drafted by the New Orleans Breakers. He played, I believe, for, I want to say the Renegades or the Battlehawks. One of those blue teams. Oh, so or the Defenders. Uh, They were in red. I know that. Uh, Isaiah Battle. Swerve. No. The name. I remember the name, though. I do well, if you follow, if you just watched big time college, really played for Clemson, um, Houston Gamblers, Jamar Summers, cornerback. Mm. I, just, I, I, I picture Steve Levy's name, like calling his name for some reason. <laughs> that's about, yeah. Quarterback Paxton Lynch. Yeah, that I mean, I've never seen him play, and I don't know much about him, but I do know the name. We talked He's about him as being f- a possibility. Nine feet just tall, released. drafted by the Broncos. Yeah. He'll be actually competing with Shea Patterson. He got drafted by Michigan, too. Uh, Eli Rogers. Very similar situation to what happened with uh, Houston, with the uh, with the Houston Roughnecks, right? They had two quarterbacks, yes. and now they're going to pick one. Um, Eli Rogers Eli has played for the D.C. Defenders. There you Traded go. from That's the Wildcats one. to the Wildcats to the defenders, if I'm not mistaken, preseason. Former Steeler, too. Uh wide receiver Jeff Bidette. That I know he played for Dallas, Dallas Renegades. Yes. And the o- reason I know him o- the most o- is because uh Jake was always like, is it Bidet or Bidette? <laughs> Which what is it? What about uh the bandits drafting Jordan Lasley Lasley, wide receiver? No. UCLA. Uh, what about Vinny Papali, wide receiver? That's the, the 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 son of the whatever, isn't he? Ejo de Invincible. Yeah, yes, right. Okay. Son of Invincible. That name. He was also at the XFL um, summer, summer showcases. So that tells uh, you something that something that Bob Stoops disregarded as something that was just for show. <laughs> the the USFL signing players from that safety drafting players from that, mind you. Philly Stars got safety Jack Tocho. Tocho played, I think he played for the Wildcats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Bandits drafted center and radio show host Bruno Reagan. Mm. No? No. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he's he been uh, covering it on like the development of the XFL and the USFL on his own radio show, I think, in Tennessee. Um, inside linebacker Beniquez Brown. Mm-mm. Good SEC player um, at Mississippi State. He's on the Gamblers. What about Scooby Wright? Yeah, I remember him. Inside linebacker, with, uh, Arizona. He played. He definitely played um, at for the Hot Shots in the AFL. That's how yes, I the yes, game. yes. You're right. You're I right. I think he played for. What did he play for? He didn't play. No, 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 no. Did he play for Houston? No, it must have been in the exit. In the XFL, it might have been the Ooh, I don't even. Or did he even play in the XFL? I don't know if he is in the XFL. He definitely was in the AAF, yeah, and the AAF definitely uh, at least aired their draft on television. At least part, some kind of, of. the first, the kind first of. ten, five, eight picks, kind of, and they nice weren't even here. a draft. Uh, oh, no, I'm right, sorry, they run. did the first three quarterbacks. Go ahead. I have a handful more here for you. Reggie Northrup, no, badass linebacker, Florida State. He got drafted by the Gamblers. Uh, Vidal Alexander. The only Vidal I know was in high school, and he was about 40. I don't even no, know if his he, name was uh, Vidal. He's a guard. He played at LSU. I covered him when I worked down in, in South Louisiana. That's how I know him. But happy he's on the Pittsburgh Maulers. What about Damian Mama? Yeah, we interviewed him in Houston. Yes, we did. Yep, he's on the band. And then he got traded the next day. 
Or like the two days o- later, he got traded. Okay, okay. I know you'll get this one, but I'm going to... What about Owen Roberts? Why would I know that one? Good friend of the show, Owen Boogie yes. Roberts. <laughs> oh, well then Boogie Roberts, get out of here. I have a selfie with Boogie. He got drafted. Boogie Roberts, uh, Boogie on by, touchdown. Drafted by the Pittsburgh Maulers. Last uh, defensive Mike. touchdown in the XFL. All right, well... All right, we'll go. We'll run this down real quick. Uh, the Generals got Trey Williams. Yeah, he was in the, he was on the Wildcats as for well. The, no Dragons. Oh, Who was the? There was a Trey. Oh, you're talking about the linebacker that went to Auburn. Yes, his name was Trey Williams, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, was his last name Williams? Yeah, we interviewed him too. Oh, Damn, I thought it was so Trey bad Williams. about that one. All right, one of my favorite players in the XFL, Demarcus Gates. Yeah, he was a linebacker for Houston. Yes. Uh, what about Austin McGinnis? Uh, some kick. No, not kicker, but he played for the Renegades. Kicker. Never missed. Kicker. Okay. Was it a kicker? Yeah. Okay. All right. And Nicholas Truesdale. I didn't know they drafted kickers. Oh, well, they, they that was today. <laughs> <They're>... Yeah. <laughs> and last one, Nicholas Truesdale. Yeah, that's the uh, Nick Truesdale out of the, 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 the tight end. First pick. Bay. A first pick in the XFL, right? First rounder. Yeah. I think he was in the last round of the USFL draft, only because tight ends tight and H-backs were, were in a second to last behind uh, or before long snappers. To me, Storm Norton is a first overall pick in the XFL. He was the first lineman taken. So you got these. It's true. It's all, it's and, and all perception. He was giving up a ton of sacks this year. But, hey, they, he did all right. He was in there in relief. All right, those are my players of note so from I knew the USFL a few. draft. You knew a handful. A lot of XFLers in there. How many player totals did you just read off? How many? Oh, man, I didn't count them. How okay. many? Well, was it list, around 20? There? It was over 20. Yeah, yeah. It was over 20. I, I don't think, even from that list, if you, yeah, no, I probably, probably didn't get to 20. And I, I'd left a bunch off off there that I know they weren't of my, of note. And a lot of those were to try to see if you, I thought you might know them. So there you go. I'd know them if they played in the XFL more than not. Well, you didn't get Owen Roberts. I'm ashamed of him. That's, so Bryant now owes me. Bryant owes me something. I'll I'll make him cash in on next week's show. We got too much to do now. We got to get into this XFL NFL partnership. And before we break down the quotes from the the brass and everybody involved, I want to know what went through your mind. Part two of our cover two here, and I'll tell you what I was thinking immediately. Quick hit. Keep it short. When this was announced, when you first saw it, wherever you saw it, what was your First reaction, what did you think about Go? I thought the X, honestly, on, on, I'm going to go honest. I thought the XFL lost its power to do what it wanted to do. Because even with, when, when you say, when you look at the headlines and when you look at what is just presented in bold when you go online, all you see is, NFL to use the XFL as like a petri dish, a testing facility, whatever you may call it. And then you feel like the XFL kind of lost its power to be able to do those types of things. But then you read more about it. It's different. We'll get into that. But that was my initial reaction. You know, was it all positive? No, it it was very positive in the sense to me that I was like, the XFL has something that no spring league has ever had before. And that is the support of the NFL. Yep. That's that's kind of where I was leaning, but actually, my very to be honest, the first reaction, my first thought was, "Damn, we got to do a show way sooner this week." 
We got to get off our asses. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first. No, but we got to do it, slides. Real slides. The, yeah, the, the first reaction was, was, oh, no, does this mean that it's not going to be fun? That was my first reaction, honestly, because that was my worry. And that's what we've always talked about. Oh, the XFL could be a breeding ground for the NFL. It could be a place for where they could store extra players and and use it as a, you know, like they did in NFL Europe, a place, just a, a, a minor league. But right. it's not a minor league. And that's what we've been told even after this announcement was made. And that that eased my worried mind when I read uh, the ESPN article that especially accompanied this this announcement was tremendous, giving a little bit more insight than just the press releases. I'm glad something like that came out along with this, and uh, we got to break it all down now. So that we know our our initial reaction, a little bit of worry, of course, interest and, and excitement that we got some actual news. But what was actually announced? What did everybody in, involved say? And now what do we think now that we've digested this information a little bit more? about the road to kickoff 2023 moving forward and the future of the XFL, we could break it all down in this week's Hot Read. New York, February 21st, 2022. The XFL today announced it would collaborate with the NFL on select innovation programs to further expand the game of football and create increased opportunities for player development both on and off the field. That's the official press release from the XFL. You can read that on XFL.com and plenty more where that came from on that website and a few others. The NFL's website even published an article about it. Of course, they did their part of this. ESPN's Kevin Seifert had a great article uh, with some more quotes. And we're going to break it all down now uh, in the hot read. Bryant, first up, let's talk about the president of the XFL, uh, Russ Brandon who said our ongoing collaboration with the NFL football ops is an important distinction for us as we focus on innovation and the player experience. That right there, the, the head of the league and also football ops will be working with saying the work directly with NFL football ops. This is all about this the, the figuring out how the future of this game is going to look, I think. This is now giving the NFL an opportunity. I think on their side, they see it as a way to test things out, especially on the safety side of the game and maybe some of the rules that people are fed up with in their league, kickoffs and maybe pass interference and other and other big question marks we always have. Um, and from the XFL side, obviously, it's a way to get support from someone who's going to maybe help you have stability. Uh, maybe we'll, we don't know any financials, if there are any funding or whatever marketing. Uh, but marketing of course so um seeing that quote first i brought that up first because i think we need to distinguish that this is the xfl's football ops and the nfl's football ops working together uh toward a goal first and foremost not so much the xfl business and the nfl business working together these are this is a football ops par partnership yeah and it, and it brings it kind of level sets right you look at the headlines like i was saying it says xfl nfl partnership you're like what's going on uh but then you read the details and it's an operational um partnership so maybe the xfl says these are our ideas the nfl says these are our ideas how do we combine them how do we make it work how do we do both you know we are running into that like we are almost out of time to to really make changes for that first season 
I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. You're starting, you know, you're less than a year away from kickoff. So how much innovation can you do with the rule book? Maybe they keep the rule book this season. See how, see how a full season, get a full season's worth of data on that XFL rule book before the NFL decides to make changes. But maybe there's more operational discussions on camera uh, angles and, and, and different perspectives, access to, for, for the fans, that review booth. How do we make it better? Maybe, maybe give them more access, but don't give them more access at the same time like the XFL, right? There's a hybrid between what the NFL and the XFL can do. There's, there's a lot of things other than just the field of play that I think are at play with this partnership. And I think we'll see that more so this first season uh, than, than we will in the next few seasons. Because I think after this season, it'll be more about the gameplay rather than the presentation of the game. Yeah, so you're talking about technology, uh, you know, will be a main focus on the field rules, of course. One thing also we need to really, I think, highlight is that in all of the quotes we'll read and everything that was said and announced by both leagues, uh, fans and uh, growth of franchises and the uh, marketing for the XFL side, none of that was mentioned. So, like, getting butts in seats for the XFL is not a priority, really, of the NFL. At least they're not announced saying anything like that. So I don't think we can expect, like, if there's an L.A. team for the Chargers and the Rams to tell their fans, go see this team play in the spring. I don't that doesn't seem to be part of any of this deal. So we can get that out out of our heads, I think, and really focus on what they're talking about when it comes to the tech and the on field product. Danny Garcia, the head of the XFL, uh, said we are bringing forward an XFL that is progressive and forward thinking when it comes to innovation, leveraging the newest technology to enhance game day experience. We have an open field for innovative rules to enhance in-game access, sharing insights and practices between the XFL and the NFL will do a tremendous amount of good for the game of football and support the player ecosystem overall. Now, while fans weren't really mentioned in this in terms of giving fans something new and, and being all about the fans, this is about the players and the actual sport itself. So this is going to be a focus on player safety the sport and how it's presented on television and the sport, how it's officiated, I think, first and foremost, taking just from those first two quotes we've read, Brian, and I don't think that's a bad thing at all. And really, it does seem very similar to what we heard the XFL was trying to do with the CFL, but that felt more like a combining of leagues, and whereas this is a strict partnership about the growth of the game and sharing best practices and, and uh, announcing that publicly. Um, we don't know any terms or what of this agreement, but um, it really did make me it made you think about the CFL announcement and how similar yet different it, they, they both were. Um, it, it does and, and it, it really just kind of puts it in perspective like what was the XFL's plan with the CFL because you know it wasn't this with the I mean the, the, the <laughs> I guarantee you the XFL was not trying to practice three down football and say, let's see how we can make this better with the CFL, right? There was a different type of partnership there. I don't know when this NFL partnership came about, but it seems that at some point the XFL is like, let's see what kind of partnership we can get with a league started with the CFL struck out there with whatever that type of partnership was trying to be. Then they reached out to the NFL. Maybe they reached out to the NFL before the CFL. And, and really understood, hey, maybe we we need to do this to partner with the NFL. I don't know. But to have them 
do this in a way that seemed like it was their main focus. They're, doesn't it feel like the XFL's main focus was to get a partnership with an established league right off the bat? Maybe before yeah. anything else? Yeah, and mission accomplished on that front. It, they wanted to get uh, a, you know, a partnership going where they can really get the footprint of the XFL elsewhere other than just a, the renegade league image that it maybe has had since 2001. Um, and this and that, that's a good way to do it, to get the approval, the stamp of approval from an established league. And first, they set their sights on the CFL, which made sense uh, because you see the benefit for both leagues there. But now they've hit a home run. You got to believe when you're in bed with the NFL, what does the NFL get out of it? Well, a ton. They really get, like everyone's calling it, a Petri dish league, an experimental league where they don't really have to put too much stake into it in terms of uh, putting players in the XFL giving resources to the xfl the xfl will still be wholly independent and its own professional spring football league but the nf they're going to basically be granting the nfl access to learning more about what they're doing and taking from them and what that does for the xfl you it's obvious to see the xfl being in a relationship with the nfl they're in a relationship with the nfl that is basically like being knighted it, it, you know, you are now officially uh, approved by the biggest body, the most important body uh, in the sport. They have your given you. A, you're made. Yes, you're. You are a made other league. They are maybe <laughs> the official, official, unofficial other league of the NFL. They are not a minor league. They are uh, not the NFL's official other league. There's not going to be a tab on NFL.com for the XFL. I don't think. Maybe. Probably not, uh, but just this announcement and the NFL announcing it as well. That means the NFL has given but, them but a nod. Let me ask you this, Alan. Never done that before. Yeah, but what's in it for the XFL if it, if there isn't those types of things? And I'm asking that question because maybe I know the answer, but maybe some of our listeners don't. Is In your eyes, what does the XFL gain out of this if it's not a tab on their website? If it's not Joe Buck saying, hey, watch the XFL this, you know, this, you know, this February. What is the XFL's advantage to this type of partnership other than this? Is it just this article? Is it just was it just February 21st? So much more. Come on. Being known now as the NFL's Petri dish is already just gives them a ton of negotiating power when it comes to network tv negotiations and streaming negotiations this is this is so much credit they got cred now do you More know who my father is before come on it's basically <laughs> like that yeah you you have that but also how much nfl involvement is there that's a big question because you don't want too much because what makes the xfl good is that the xfl it has the ability to innovate but it seems like the nfl is encouraging that and, and I'm sure there's the NFL, as it always will be, if things get out of line with the XFL in terms of how how uh, wide open it can become. Because, you, you know, you put open mics on the sidelines. Woo! I don't know. Who knows with how much the NFL wants to associate itself with stuff that could happen. Like, the NFL would never associate itself with XFL 2001. Put like a microphone in Antonio Brown's face while he's ripping his jersey off. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. They've already kind of sold their soul uh, down down that road anyway. So 
I mean, this is it. It does make sense. Am I worried as a fan of the XFL and the independence that it represents? Sure, but it, in the grand scheme, it, it it does make sense. And I think when you see the NFL, the people in the NFL wanting to ch- change the NFL from within, I think, and, and get, maybe get some help, outside help, too, is interesting. You see uh, the VP of Football Ops, Troy Vincent, announce when th- this announcement was made, he said, the XFL has shown us that innovation is one of its core principles. We are hopeful that this relationship will support further development and improvements in the game of football at all levels. The NFL has tried for years to make tweaks and changes to the game, but they just can't get it completely right. And now they have officially admitted, look at these this other league. They're do, they do it right, and we're going to look for their help too. It is an admission by the NFL that they need to go outside well, it's of an admission their own that parameters. The XFL can't, it's an admission by the NFL that they can't do it within the world of the NFL. And what I mean by that is the NFL doesn't have a minor league. The NFL has three preseason games that nobody cares about unless you're a player trying to get game tape. Like, that's it. You're not if you start messing. The, the the biggest disaster for the NFL in the last in, in the last few years was that pass interference challenge that they got rid of after one season because it was just a disaster. They tried to fix it. They couldn't. It, it was horrible. It was like the NBA when they changed the basketball and they realized how bad the basketball was. So what did they just change the midseason? Like, you can't do those things as a professional league. Like, it makes you look so bad. The NFL probably has tons of ideas. Too scared to put it out there because they don't want to change the product because the product's making money, but they know they need to change the product. They just don't want to test it out. They don't want to go in the live environment. They need a, a quality assurance environment, a QA environment for you nerds mm. out there. And they just found that in the XFL where they can actually, you know, have some ideas. Listen to the XFL, what ideas they might have, what they think, what they don't think. Um, it works well. And, and, and the NFL really gained a partner that they trust to be able to do these types of things as well. Because I think that's a big key word is trust. The, the NFL trusts the XFL to be a partner because the NFL doesn't just partner with anyone in terms of their actual game. It's not something that they just do. No, so. no, you know, and I like that too. The the quality assurance. So I'm actually going to lobby now. If we don't get LA Wildcats back in uh, 2023, I hope we get the LA QCs. <laughs> quality control. Oh yeah, yeah, baby, I love it. Quality <laughs> control. We're in control here on this is the XFL show. We're loving this. This is so good. Breaking down actual news. I'm I'm feeling it right now, Brian. This we haven't done this in a while, and now we have so more quotes. So who this week? But they didn't hire anybody yet. I oh, know we're oh. hoping for a coach, but let's get into the Kevin Seifert uh, ESPN article that really the announcements were made, but he kind of dug into it and got quotes from everybody involved. Uh, Danny Garcia told ESPN that the partnership with the NFL is not intended to put the XFL in a position as a developmental league. So when it comes to players, players. as de- as developmental talent, as a, as a minor league like NFL Europe, that is not how this relationship will work. And I love this quote, too. Um, Danny Garcia was asked if, if this could end up like an NFL Europe, NFL type relationship. And that her, her answer to that was, that's a no. <laughs> that's a no there on the XFL being like NFL Europe. Uh, there isn't an anticipation for any player sharing. Uh, th- that's not how the XFL is executing their vision, according to Danny Garcia. They're still a professional spring league doing their own thing player-wise, contract-wise, 
This is all about, like we said at the top of this hot read, on-field, technology, presentation, player safety, best practices. And we also got another quote from Russ Brandon, the president of the XFL, who said that the league's working on regional combines this fall and is going to test new approaches to evaluating players with the eye towards training camp next January. And though you got to believe that those uh, new approaches to evaluating players, that kind of information, that kind of uh, best practice will be shared with the NFL. So it's the kind of league building, uh, the fluidity that's going to be in the XFL, the willingness to try new things, maybe call it in the ring a little bit. Uh, that's what's going to be shared with the term. NFL, Bryant. Yes, that's what's going to be shared with the NFL. We learned we learn that the XFL is still a fierce independent football league from this ESPN article, which kind of really eased my worried mind. But the NFL is going to have an official and public eye on what's going on with the XFL now moving forward. Not the case in 2020 or before. So I, I think there's just a lot of a lot of good things coming out of this that we're probably not even thinking about, which is awesome to think about. Um, but I think something that I that I that I feel is there that no one's really discussing or no one's really seeing is the NFL. I just mentioned they don't just get in bed with anybody, right? They they actually do they cross they dot their eyes they cross their t's. The XFL's plan has to be kind of almost there. The the NFL is not going to put out this announcement that says, "Hey XFL, you're we're right. going to partner." Hey everyone, we're going to partner with the XFL. What's the XFL? Well, we don't know. <laughs> hopefully they have some teams, and hopefully they know what they're doing. And, and when they have, you know, maybe they'll kick off next. Like that, the NFL is not going to take that chance. So when did when did talks end? They ended in August, I want to say, right before the uh, CFL season kicked off. Is that feel right about right? Yeah, that sounds sounds about right. So I mean, those discussions have to have been have to have been had from not too fo- you know that's what's that five, six, almost six months now. To have those discussions and to figure out, and the XFL having their plan in place, um, I think it's, and I think I believe, it's, um, it's a good sign. Friend of the show, Mike Mitchell, ha- has reported that there at least was communication between the XFL and the NFL going back, I think, to November. Yeah. So it's been in yeah, the so it, and, and then you also, you know, and and Dwayne the Rock Johnson has been teasing probably this bit of news for the last two to three months, right? He's saying that something's going to happen, something's going to happen. Hey, look, two to three weeks, something's going to happen, and here we are. This is probably the news he was talking about. So I don't think the NFL would do this or let the XFL make this public unless the XFL had some momentum after this. We're, I don't think we're going to go weeks without news from the XFL now. I don't think the XFL is in a, in a position where, okay, we have this partnership. Now what do we do? I think it's a, we know what we're doing. Let's announce this partnership. Let's start hot. Let's, let's start fast. Uh, let's get to the front of the pack. And then let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Yeah, if if you have friends, and I'm not saying we do or don't, who go up to you and say, is this really happening? I don't know if it's really happening, this XFL. I mean, really, is it going to happen in 2023? Not that we have any fence, excuse me. Not that people say that to me constantly. But you have to... Like Brian just said, believe the the NFL didn't go to the XFL and say, "Oh, you guys are gonna try a bunch of cool stuff with your league next year? I'll have fun. All right, we'll be working with you and we'll have a good time." Hell no. They said, "What are you doing with your league? How many teams? 
where you're going to what stadiums are you going to be in how what's your plan for tv the nfl now probably knows most of this information at least you think the higher ups the nfl would have gone to the us film be like 38 players great let's taste let's test player safety <laughs> no right yeah, like i don't know that's not something yeah. that's going to happen the xfl needs to have that plan in place what they're going to do how they're going to do it um what rule book are you using you don't know yet you know that you're closer than ever to your kickoff <laughs> In less than two months. All right. Well, we got to call it the XFL. We'll talk to them tomorrow. Sorry. We'll get back to you. The USFL is in a position where they are on their own, which might be what they want. It might be just a ratings boost, whatever it is. But the legitimacy that the NFL brings to the XFL is something that I think is second to none. Who, you know, unless, unless the SEC wants to partner with some league, you know, that, that's probably the only other league you can get to partner with some other league and make them be kind of legitimate. <laughs> and and now you have to believe, and I'm, as I'm looking at a picture of the USFL's generals tweeted out their pick of Nick Truesdell, the tight end, and he's wearing a Vipers jersey in the picture that they posted, which is pretty rad. That's great. Um, well, they don't have a Juco <laughs> <laughs> probably pick. But you also have to believe from the players' perspectives, you're – just drafted to the USFL this week and or maybe the day the in the day after um the announcement that the XFL is aligned with the NFL and you get drafted to this league that's on a channel that broadcasts NFL games and you're owned by a, a TV network that broadcasts the NFL but they aren't the league is not officially aligned with the NFL and we know that it's not a player development situation the the relationship between the xfl and the nfl but still as a player wouldn't you rather be in the spring league that's at least sort of connected that has to the xfl NFL? that has nfl eyeballs on the <laughs> product like you know even if, of course even if the nfl is only looking at what this rule does and that's what they're looking at um at least there's NFL eyeballs on the XFL more so than there will be on the USFL. I mean, I don't know if it's more so because obviously every scout's going to watch every down of the USFL too. But um, at, not the USFL, the number two, even though that's what it is too, the USFL TOO. Uh, but the, the the XFL being just in partnership with the NFL is just a better look too for when you're recruiting players, I think, even if it has nothing to do with them making it to the NFL. I just, the, the optics of it are just all so much more positive than being a league that's run by a TV network. And like we've been saying, uh, and being put together on a budget that really is going to be conducive to just make sure that they can get low cost live football on television at a time where they're just trying to get some ratings boosts. Uh, the XFL making this move, again, setting itself apart as the spring league that is really gunning for that longevity. And that's it's, great. It's two see. times in a row where the XFL it just feels bigger. It feels better. You know, it, it, it's weird how much time can give you um, that legitimacy that the XFL has brought to the table both times now. In 2020 and now going to be for 2023 i think look we never say never none of us sat here in 2018 thought a pandemic would ruin the 2020 season for the xfl um 
I know there was some stupid report by some stupid wrestling reporter. <laughs> I was oh waiting for you to say it. <laughs> Did you read that? I was so mad. I hate that man so much. Oh, don't say that. Don't say it's a strong word. That's Uncle it Dave. It is a strong God. word. Uncle Dave. <laughs> my gosh. But to, if to, Bryant's referencing the Dave Meltzer report that the XFL was doomed even before COVID. But just, this can't even we're not going to get into it. Well, but, but what I'm saying is, is like the XFL did everything it could to be successful and ran into something that nobody could have predicted. Right. That's that, that's what happened. The XFL is doing it again where they're doing everything they can to be successful, doing something a spring league, an independent spring league is trying to do is is survive. And they're the first time that they're actually partnering legitimately with the NFL in some way, not just being broadcasted on their channel. You know, this could open the door for a broadcasting opportunity for them. Who knows? Maybe, but there's there's things that are happening that the XFL feels are going to help them in the future. That are going to help spring football, football in general, the players, and these other leagues, the AAF and now the USFL are pretty much succumbing. Is it succumbing? No, suc- succumbing. 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 Thank you. Succumbing. Uh, to the to the pressures of time, and, and the XFL gives itself that time. The other leagues don't, and look what happens. So we'll see. I could be eating crow. This this might not age well. Save this tape for two years from now. Who knows? But when you and day, I are at the USFL championship game in Canton, and we'll yeah, play it there back. You go. There you go. It might be there anyway. Maybe. It might be a fun thing. But I mean, I'd love. I've been saying I'd love to see both leagues just go on forever, and they both exist. Can they? That's another question for another show. Uh, but as we this hot reads rolled on and we wind it down, I do also want to bring up now that I've been talking about it, it's now in my head that you say the NFL probably knows about the XFL's plans and what they're doing. And this is a football ops relationship. Well, damn it. The NFL has to have some idea of what the XFL rulebook is going to look like. And you have to believe people at the NFL saw 2020's rulebook, mm-hmm. especially that damn kickoff, and liked it. And, and maybe they want to oh, tweak it. Good, maybe they want to tweak it. Maybe want to tweak it. Yeah, but I just have a good feeling that a lot of the twenty, the what worked in twenty twenty is coming back, and you love to see that the twenty twenty three version is doing different things too from twenty twenty, maybe even bigger, and 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 and, and bolder because our relationship with the NFL is pretty bold, and I mean this is just great to see. Next up, hopefully someone leaks that rule book because now more people have to know about it, right? The NFL's involved. You got the XFL announcements to come. I hope it's a green Please. spiral college rule notebook. You mean like um, like uh, Henry Winkler and Waterboy's rule book? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Mr. Coach Klein. Co- Mr. Coach Klein. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, I love it. it it's, it's, it's a great time. Be an XFL fan right now. I feel like this is just a start, um, and, and hopefully the XFL is that type of racer or horse or whatever. I guess skier, speed skater. We'll say because the Olympics just finished up that they'll get to the front of the pack and, and they'll stay there. That's their position, pole position one XFL. Uh, let's get all the way. If to you're the end now. if you're talking about spring leagues racing each other, of course I get the analogy. Well, I mean, I, I don't even mean racing. Well, okay, fair. That's 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 not what I was going for, but that totally makes more sense than what I'm about to go for. But what I'm saying is, the XFL is starting hot. They started with this, and now I feel like they can start 
um, heading in the right direction to keep this momentum going. It's all about momentum. Momentum. And, and hopefully this this keep, this starts it and keeps it going. The Rock on the 50-yard line one week, announcing a I partnership you, with the NFL. <laughs> we're recording on a Wednesday. I told you, are you sure we're not going to get anything by Friday? You said you highly doubt. I'm not so sure. So, hey, we're recording on a Wednesday. We have pre-commitments in, in life right now, so we'll see what happens. But I don't know, man. We, we might wake up on Monday and we have, a whole, we have to do a whole new show again. You're right. You know, uh, so it's uh, we said this was going to happen in 2022 as well. So the uh, just strap in, and if if you're losing sleep, it's probably a good thing because things are happening and we're talking and we're having fun. At least between Brian and I, <laughs> we're, we're doing these shows no matter what else uh, life throws at us, work or whatever. I don't care. I'll do the show at the drop of a hat, kind of like what we did this week. And this was fun to put together and even more fun to talk about. The XFL aligned with the NFL. Dag nabbit. Who would have guessed? A lot of people, but it's actually real now. Now let's see what's next. My prediction, rule book. Leakage. Do you think it's the rule book? I, maybe. I, how do things not leak? I don't understand. Where, where's the reporting here, people? Come on. Let's get us some. Some hot gossip and get well, it out Well, now that the NFL is tied, do you think all those NFL insiders are, are getting their hands on, on everything, right? That's the big thing, right? The XFL never had the – I mean, Mike Mitchell, all credit to him. He was the best insider. The, one of the best insiders in professional football and definitely the best insider in XFL. Sports. Yeah. yeah sports. All the credit and now to we him. Got, now there's going to be more people trying to work at it too. Uh, your close personal longtime dear good friend and favorite Mike Florio, I'm sure, will get involved. And other NFL insiders, you got your Schefters and your Rappaports. Well, it's weird. You know, I don't know if Mike Florio would get involved because the XFL's ratings were tanking. They were going all the way down. They're getting less and less every single week. They're not going to stick around. You know, (laughs) so what he probably just, you know, this this partnership's not going to work. Well, it's now aligned with the NFL. So maybe imagine imagine caring so much about ratings, Florio, Meltzer, that you would think that this is bad. Like, how is this possible? If, if, if ratings is all that matters. Stay tuned for our conspiracy football show where Brian talks about how Mike Florio and Dave Meltzer are out to ruin the game of football. And that's going to be on another feed and he'll be announcing Vince will that appreciate on this because I know he's listening or he will be listening. Controversy creates cash with those <laughs> two gentlemen right there. All right. Well, that we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave it at that. The creating of cash. That's what happens when you're aligned with the NFL for sure. Usually. Uh, so we'll see if that generates for the XFL, we hope. And thanks to everybody for uh, for following along Sticking to around. this point. Sticking with around to this more point. People, more people are going to be joining now. Uh, we apologize to all the 209ers last episode. Uh, everybody who watched it and then immediately was like, well, all that was kind of irrelevant because they're with the NFL now. <laughs> hey, you watched hey, it. There was some great USFL you. draft analysis right oh, there, breakdown, if you want to take that right. there. But either way, uh, whether it be m- news coming out on Monday, news coming out on Tuesday, news coming out right after we air the show on a Sunday, we're still going to be here for you every single week right here on your favorite podcast app. That's Google, uh, Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you give us that five-star review and tell your friends about us because – now they know what's going on. Uh, if you got a question, comment, or topic you want us to cover, we'll call or text the XFL fan line 724-565-4XFL. Remember, standard text messaging rates do apply. Uh, follow us on all social media platforms at XFL Show, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. 
uh, anywhere. The XFL, if the NFL tells you to follow it, follow us there at XFL Show or subscribe and watch us on YouTube at www.xfl.show, the official website of This is the XFL Show. And don't forget to check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com and get started today because they make podcasting um, pretty easy. So in addition to being the original official XFL podcast, could we now call ourselves the original official other league NFL podcast? The original official unofficial other league NFL podcast. We Gotta are avoid a that. Per, we are the pod we are the perfect complement podcast of the XFL. The Petri dish for all pod, all football podcasts. Uh, Alan, right I put here. this together. I wasn't going to share it, but I thought this was a lot. I just, I had to do it. I don't know why I did it, but I did it. You love your memes. <laughs> you love your memes. He's a meme machine. The poor CFL. Hey, respect to all everybody up, up north. We'll be watching next season either way, but look what you uh, could have had. No. This is what you could have. It's like calling your ex-girlfriend up from high school and be like, yeah, what's going on? And she's like, you know, or ex-boyfriend for that matter. Just, you know, yeah, I just bought myself a new car. How's your uh, 1996 Toyota Corolla doing? You How's know, your three downs going there, CFL? No, come on. I would say it's like a hey, Edmonton. Corolla. Edmonton, how's that? How's how's your coach? Huh? huh? Oh. Edmonton, how's, how, well, how, how's that treating you? Every, it is it, it's a, it is a different world we're in because just a few months ago CFL people were looking at the XFL like uh, John Lovitz and Wedding Singer, where we were saying, "Good luck finding someone who can move and shake like this." <laughs> now the XFL's with the NFL, baby. John you Lovitz. Think the CFL's like there's only two families in this town. <laughs> All like, right, well, well, they're not going to partner with us. They're going to partner with the NFL. Come on, yeah. <laughs> I think it's great though I, I will say this because I didn't mention it ESPN getting that kind of access to, to ESPN being the worldwide leader right but ESPN getting that kind of access bodes well for the XFL as well too in terms of partnerships, television who knows because ESPN was really the only one that came out with that kind of article everything else was pretty much just reiterations of the statements that are posted publicly yeah yeah, and uh, the wind is blowing towards ESPN's way I think we'll see what, what that what happens with that for the XFL on TV. But um, they had that great article. Go read that, the Kevin Seifert article. That was great. Read every, everything everything that came out this week uh, from uh, the NFL, of course, the XFL, but also the likes of Mike Mitchell and uh, you know the people who really cover the XFL in, a, in and out and have been a uh, great week, fun week for everybody. Uh, enjoyed it. Also, uh, congrats to the USFL for having a successful draft. I'm excited to see what what's next in their buildup. They are closer than ever. Are they? Uh, they are, are they closer excited than to see what's next. <laughs> they are. They're they're closer <laughs> than ever because they're all going to go to Birmingham next. Yeah. Get ready, Alabama. My wife asked me to, to book a vacation tonight to see if we could. She wants something to look forward to. She asked me to book a vacation. I asked her Birmingham, and she said Alabama. And so that's where that ended. <laughs> I don't. Okay, maybe this weekend, maybe, maybe I I just got a whole bu- a, bu- a bunch of boxes of wine for a family event this weekend. My wife I know is going to be in a in a positive state of mind, having fun. 
And maybe that's when I'll crack the, the question one more time, just for one more try. As long as you don't book it, because if you book it, your wife will be extremely upset at you. One, for booking, and two, no. probably because you know you didn't get the best deal. Yeah, that's your wife does all my travel. Your wife does all my booking because she, for some reason, I never have to pay for anything. It's really weird. She, she's the number one unofficial, unlicensed travel agent in the world for sure. But actually, I might actually. You're right. I'm going to scratch that and just save it for pop the question about Canton instead of going to Alabama. I think Alabama is just a wash. Not going to happen for me. So. Maybe I'll see you. It'd be again. a weekend worth of football. That'd be kind of exciting. I mean, that would be cool. Don't get me there. The concept's great. Go to go watch a whole weekend, four games. And now your idea, someone also called this out from last week, of an XFL championship game coinciding with an NFL draft, maybe. That could happen. It's possible. I was looking at the timing. The timing didn't work right now the way the NFL draft is, but maybe they push the NFL draft out a week. Maybe they figure out how to align this. I don't know. There's different possibilities. Maybe the XFL goes to a, I don't know. But yeah, there's there's just tons of possibilities, tons of options that open up that I can't wait to talk about. Uh, and, and the NFL, although sometimes we have our problems with the NFL, I feel like this one they made an actually good decision. What a great what a great week for the NFL to just win Bryant over the Rams or the champs. And they're, they're, Aaron Donald kind of said XFL. they were going to run it back. Aaron Donald's probably coming back. It's just a good week for football fan Bryant. I'm happy for you. But just you wait because when the Maulers and the Panthers hook up, no more friends. <laughs> right? The Panthers, that's your team? Yeah, it's my Panthers. Okay. That's, my, that's, my, that's my team. That's my Panthers. That's my Panthers. Yeah. Don't mess with my Panthers. All right. I was just checking, double checking, see if he's going to flip-flop his team every week from that league. All right, everybody. Well, again, at XFL Show, if you want to hit us up during the week or call that fan line, and uh, we will play your voicemails on the show if you want. We got a, a text this week we didn't get to from an angry Rams fan. Loved it. Loved the energy. Uh, didn't have the time to go over everything on it. In the text message we got this week. An Brian. angry Rams fan. One. I did not see that, but I will look oh. at that as soon as we stop. Oh, I'll have to send you. <laughs> it was great. A lot, lot of conspiracies about that Super Bowl and uh, calling you out. I, I loved it. Every every word. But like that's just the fun we called out on this show. Why, why, what, what, what did I do? I'm just a Rams fan who lost his team when he was seven years old and got it back. <laughs> That's one perspective of, for, of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, it's not, like my dog then, went to St. Louis, chilled there for 15, 25, whatever it was, and then came back, and I found him. You know, you're acting, like, if you're acting like a little kid wearing one of those little hats with a spinny wheel on it, just loving football yeah. and forgetting all the things you said about the city of St. Louis on this show. I, I, I just they, they stole my team, and I took it back. I'm not one to hold a grudge, but St. Louis, I understand if you have one. Just don't hold it against me. You know I love you. And uh, we appreciate everyone there and all over the world for listening to this and watching this show on XFL.show. We can't wait to be back for the next one. But we got to get out of here now. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're watching. The NFL is too, I guess. <laughs>